Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we praise your name. Lord God, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for our trials and tribulations. Thank you, Father, for the good days and the bad. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us the way, the truth, and the life, to help us to understand how to walk on that narrow path, to be always and continuously seeking you and and inspecting ourselves and asking uh, that we walk in your perfect will and wisdom. Lord God, we thank you for the days that we're in right now, no matter how weird and creepy they are, no matter how full of uh, election fraud and confusion and dismay they may be filled with. Uh, we praise you, Father God, because we see the things that are happening around us. We, th- we see the dynamics that are continuing forward as we had anticipated. And, um, and, and it's just glorious to know that we're marching closer and closer to the day that we're going to be standing in the presence of our Lord Jesus. And also we pray in Jesus' name, in accordance with the prayer in uh, Jude 24, that we will be standing in your glory in the presence of your glory with exceeding joy. And we cannot wait in, until that time comes upon us. But, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will give us strength to be able to endure the days that we are in right now. We pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us in every decision that we make, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's behavioral or major in the sense of uh, you know, making a change in our lives or whatever it is. Father, we just pray that your hand will be upon us, that you will open the doors that you want us to walk through, slam shut the doors that you do not want us to go through, and just continue to lead our way through your light and through the presence and uh, uh, advocacy of our Lord Jesus, even as we, in some cases, stumble along on this journey, uh, you know, needing maybe even more guidance uh, than we thought we, that we were already following. And we just praise you, Father, for the days that we're in. We praise you, Father, for the days that are ahead of us. We thank you for giving us the strength and the supernatural Holy Spirit presence to be able to, to navigate the ambiguity of the days 
phase that we're in right now and to be able to be more prepared than we are even even thus far uh, for the days that we have ahead of us so that we can glorify you, Father God, in a time probably when many have fallen uh, you know, uh, off to the, to the side and uh, have essentially given up. Uh, let us not give up. Let us be chosen, not just called, but few, many are called, few are chosen. Let us be chosen to be part of that barley harvest, to be part of that first fruits bride that gives you all the glory as we welcome uh, those uh, that are part of the wheat harvest and ultimately those who are part of the grape harvest, harvest in Revelation 14. Father, we just thank you for the days that we're in right now. We praise you for the revelations you have given us. We, you are it. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. You are the wind beneath our wings, and we need to continue one day at a time, daytight compartments, and focus on the opportunity that has been laid before us, and we give you all the praise and glory and honor. And now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and prevent us... Present us someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, Well, after all the things that we've been through um, with the um, almost election, uh, yet another uh, fraudulent one, uh, no big surprise, I think, to many. Um, praise God. We just got word uh, through, you know, for what it's worth, the New York Times that says that, you know, breaking news, Republicans capture control of the House. Now, um, uh, you know, what does that mean? 
Well, we don't know. Um, essentially, it depends on how big that, uh, you know, uh, control is, you know, by the numbers, and also whether or not we get the gavel in our hands and get, and ultimately the Republicans get uh, what's called subpoena power. Uh, and uh, then things begin to change because, uh, you know, that just like the January 6th, uh, fiasco that was set up by Pelosi and company, um, it would give the Republicans here in the United States of Babylon the Great the ability to do certain, you know, similar things as the, you know, hopefully without fraud, lies, crisis actor, mind control machines, uh, facial recognition systems, and the manipulation of the black ops side of the FBI, hopefully in, in a good way, uh, following all the rules and the laws of the land, uh, the, the ideally the Republicans would get subpoena power, would be able to have the gavel in their hands ultimately in the House, and be able to perform appropriate and lawful investigations on some of the evil uh, that we've all had to experience over the last couple of years. Now, whether or not that is exactly how this all pans out uh, has to do with you know who the speaker of the house tends to you know becomes who that person is, what they think, how they behave. There's so many variables that are potentially impediments that are um, uh, you know kind of like in play until we see how it all shakes out. Now, what do I think about this? I don't really have an opinion about it. Um, actually, I think. What we really need to look out for is the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. I think it's highly possible – this is just my two cents – but I think it's highly possible that it, that we get caught up in this idea of revenge, okay, which – you know, under normal political circumstances, I would not, you know, I, I have no opinion. I wouldn't think it was good, bad, ugly, or indifferent because it, it just, it, you know, it's just part of the, I don't know, the game of politics. All right. But, um, you know, and we all pretty much, I would think, agree uh, that, you know, in the grand scheme of appropriate law and ethical behavior and, pro and prosecution in accordance with the, the law, um, you know, we would all pretty much believe that there are certain entities out there that have done certain extremely bad things that um, it would make sense uh, that they were brought to justice. Um, now, the thing about it is what we really need to keep our eyes on is what's happening to the, you know, that we got to stay focused on the Bible. Okay, because the Bible's not going to get into the details of, oh, you know, so-and-so was brought up before some sort of a criminal investigation committee in the House of Representatives, blah, 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 blah. What we need to stay focused on is where are we? Um, now, I, you know, uh, to cut to the chase, I would, um, you know, submit that at a very high level, we're still in the place where we, we are looking for the inevitable um, civil war activity or event uh, that has been uh, prophetically predicted by um, Dimitri Dudeman in his book, uh, you know, Through the Fire Without Burning, uh, other prophets that are well known even today um, have also seen uh, you know things such as that there were there were events and details around those events that were seen by David Wilkerson in the vision that sound very much like they're a part uh, 
of a Civil War-like type of activity or series of activities. So anyway, it appears, as best as we can tell, prophetically speaking, vision speaking, dream speaking from the Lord, that we've got the Cascadia Subduction Zone, Pacific uh, Northwest Cascadia Subduction Zone event, which should be something to the tune of about a 9 or a 10 magnitude earthquake with a massive tsunami uh, that uh, takes out a very large portion of the Pacific Northwest. I, uh, most people believe, or those who have looked into such things into, into the you know, appropriate level of detail, are um, satisfied to, uh, to, with the understanding that that particular event will only um, badly affect or catastrophically affect the people up to and around about um, uh, Interstate 5. Okay, and, and supposedly there's not as much or not as much, I don't know it's not the destruction doesn't go much past uh, I-5. So anyway, um, whether that's true or not, we don't know. We don't know how big it's going to be. We don't know what the repercussions. We don't know what the side effects are going to be. We don't know if it's going to trigger other faults. We don't know if it's going to cause earthquakes to occur as far down south as San Diego and southern L.A. and things like that. We do know the Cascadia is way up there by uh, basically uh, going down from Vancouver, uh, you know, past uh, Seattle and such. So it's pretty far north. But the destruction zone, if you will, or destruction cone or whatever you want to call it, uh, is going to be massive. And I would have to estimate that it would probably be the reason, you know, millions of people would die. Now, um, we are watching that, you know, we're not sitting here and like looking at, you know, earthquake reports um, all day long. Somebody, some people may be, but I won't do that anymore because you can get these bursts of three magnitude quakes, two magnitude, two, they can call, call them clusters and all kinds of things. And it gets people, all, you know, it gets the a bee in their bonnet and they start jumping around and going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, but um, it just hasn't paid off um, for anybody who was and I was one of them doing that sort of thing, trying to look for those signs that, hey, uh, Cascadia is going to br- br- you know, break loose uh, and, and you know, that major catastrophic event is going to occur. Now, um, do we think that it's soon? I think so. John Chory, who we've had on the show several times and was the number one guest of uh, Jim Baker for years and years, uh, believes that that's pretty much the next thing that's queued up on on, on the apocalyptic event um, bulletin board, we'll call it. Uh, so, uh, so he's one that believes that that is imminent. Um, we had, I think, a woman by the name of, but I'm not sure of, so forgive me if I'm wrong, Linda Moulton or something like that, who was a gift. Uh, she was, a, well, she was a gift to us, uh, and but a guest that. Um, she she was uh, she had uh, an incredible dream and part of that dream was not only seeing the Cascadia subduction zone event occurring but it was also um, uh, the Lord imp- you know impressed upon her during this vision experience uh, that it was the next really really big apocalyptic catastrophic event that was queued up to happen okay so that's very interesting and so on the grand scale scheme or scale of trying to measure apocalyptic events and the things that we know that are going to happen. That's a strong position statement to take, um, but I can understand that if that person was indeed sitting before the Lord, and I believe this person was. All right, praise God. So does that mean it's going to happen tomorrow? We don't know. 
But it is definitely queued up, and I think it's going to hit us hit us off guard. I really think that the people of you know of Jesus who are really excited about His coming, who are super excited about being able to do wonderful things on His behalf, uh, to uh, glorify our Father, uh, you know, to uh, accept the mission that we were given to come here ultimately, and 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 uh, and 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 with grace and peace in our hearts because we trust God. We are not afraid of evil tidings. Psalm one twelve verse seven. We are not afraid of evil tidings. We are steadfast trusting in the Lord. Praise God. And I, I, you know, I know, I know it's easier said than done, but you know, we're all, you know, this whole country's, you know, as far as the apocalypse and, 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 uh, uh, catastrophic impact is concerned, regardless of whatever the threat event is that's causing that catastrophic impact, we are all sitting in some part of the country that is definitely overdue for something pretty awful to happen. Never mind, uh, our fellow brothers and sisters who are all across Europe, New Zealand, Australia, which, which are, I would argue, are much more apocalyptically in danger in a lot of ways, in the sense that um, the, the control grid that is wrapped around them by their governments, and also Canada for that matter, are uh, is mu- many times a magnitude more awful uh, and uh, further ahead um, than that which we have to deal with here in the United States of Babylon. However, after one really big uh, Cascadia subduction zone event, uh, would that be the um, catalyst, the event? That allows the the sitting president to institute martial law. What does that mean if they were to institute martial law? Is that the event that's going to happen, or is it just going to be that event happening, no martial law, and then perhaps other things as a side effect of that? We don't know. We know that every single major thing that we've been watching for, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, sinking of a United States aircraft carrier in the North Korean Sea right off the coast of uh, uh, Pyongyang, uh, the uh, subsequent attack, massive missile attack on Seoul, South Korea, uh, as a part of that attack, um, that's a big event. And we, we, we have lots of prophetic information, prophecies, dreams, visions, you name it, uh, that support that from multiple sources. So we know it's queued up. Absolutely true that that event is after the Cascadia subduction zone. We don't know, but this, you know, our guest told us that that's what the Lord imparted upon her. So that, that's in play. We also know that uh, the uh, military of, the, of Israel and the United States, in concert with one another, uh, have been flying F-35 sorties uh, into Iran, you know, directly into Iranian territory to see if, there's, if the F-35 stealth capabilities were um, effective enough to allow um, them to sneak in and sneak out. So they're practicing to to drop the missiles that were seen by uh, the prophet Dr. David O'Rourke um, uh, just a couple of year, couple of years ago as well, uh, where he he was taken to what he calls a mighty vision of the Lord and saw uh, a fire, a great fire that was you know uh, huge, you know like you have never seen before at the base of a mountain, and he saw two missiles uh, being launched uh, from the bottom of uh, you know jet fighters, uh, ultimately being flown by the Israeli or IAF, uh, Israeli Air Force. Okay, so we see these things all 
kind of queuing up. We see them practicing for the events. We see this slow death by 10,000 cuts, uh, wrecking of the global economies. The supply chain problems are still ever present and still being dealt with. Um, we haven't seen anything. You know, we're, we're hearing a lot of threats. A lot of cataclysmic, catastrophic threats regarding um, the, um, you know, what's going to happen this winter in the European Union on account of the uh, organized attack by the Antichrist in, in, in uh, cahoots with the shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Biden. That is when it has the intellectual capacity to get off the toilet. Um, but anyway, uh, the situation is unbelievable. That, that we've got, um, let me stay on track here, just reviewing some of the key items that we're still looking for. You know, it's safe to estimate, again, that uh, Russia being involved in any type of a war like activity lines up very nicely with um, the red horse uh, in um, Revelation chapter 2, particularly when you know that God uses the red horse, uh, it, that be Russia, um, uh, you know, to bring ju- massive nuclear judgment down upon the United States of Babylon, the greatest, pro- and probably as well other countries two. Okay, so we know that one's queued up, but, but there's good reason to believe that that's not going to happen for quite a while. Okay, that's, that's you know, the understanding, as best we can tell from the Holy Bible, is that event will happen in the midst of the day of the Lord, which is why in Revelation chapter 6, 12, 13, it says, the sky will roll up as a scroll, which, of course, you can see that if you want to on the nuclear test uh, uh, that were uh, recorded at Bikini Island. Okay, so but we also know that because of a bazillion different reasons, including the fact that Revelation 18 has uh, at Revelation 18:23 it says the bride and the bridegroom will be heard in her no more. Okay, so um, uh, you know that is a very noteworthy thing because in Rev- in First Thessalonians 5:9 you have uh, the Scripture supernaturally telling us that that you are not appointed to wrath. Okay, so that, you know, Paul would be talking to people who are certainly eligible, if not definitely part of the bride of Jesus Christ at the time he was making the, you know, that dissertation, you know, to the to the people that was recorded as part of the Bible through the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, but just to be just to make the mention that, you know, in First Thessalonians 5, 9, that you are not appointed to wrath is a direct supernatural connection back to Revelation 6, verse 17, which is at the end of the day of the Lord. Revelation 6, 12 through 6, 17 is the day of the Lord, okay, it's a short period of time, evidently, um, and, uh, and it says in 617, it says, um, the day of his wrath has come. And who is able to stand? So we are able to easily, supernaturally, and and spiritually, through our discernment, det- uh, say, hey, okay, we're not appointed to wrath, and the day of his wrath is coming. Who is able to stand? You connect those two verses together because you're using spiritual discernment, and you know right away that the bride of Jesus, you know, the, the you know, first fruits, you know, barley harvest, wheat harvest, bride of Jesus Christ is uh, you know, uh, not here at at Revelation six seventeen. The day of His wrath has come because we're not appointed to wrath. So we got to be gone by that time. So when Revelation eighteen verse twenty three says uh, the bride and the bridegroom will be heard in her no more. Okay, heard in Babylon the Great no more. Well, why not? Because it was destroyed by fire in one hour. Well, when did that have to occur? Well, if the bride and the bridegroom is heard in her Babylon the Great no more. Okay, then that means that. 
it should, because we're not appointed to wrath, that it has to occur prior to Revelation 6.17, where it says the day of his wrath has come. Okay, so when you start putting all these puzzle pieces together and you snap the whole timeline together, it really it makes incredible sense. All right, praise God, and it's very, very exciting. All right, now, um, and we're in the midst of that. Um, so, we're, so, you know, we, have, uh, we, we can be highly encouraged uh, that there is no question that, that the uh, third seal is definitely in play right now. We know that. Um, that's why, you know, I get emails and electronic communications of various different types from, from different people in different parts of the world. And um, like uh, for, for one example, uh, one of my friends in uh, Belgium, uh, he he'll he, occasionally he'll snap a picture of uh, you know so, oh, oh I just got a picture from I think it was Karen in uh, Australia of a turkey uh, in Australia and how much it cost there you know the price tag that was actually on the turkey and that was like whoa um, you know now I don't know if this you know if if, if, if Karen had looked how, where she looked did she look far and wide how many stores did she check I don't know but the, what what she showed me was very alarming. I've seen also um, pictures of bread and different things that we take for granted uh, out of stores in Belgium that are, you know, absolutely insane skyrocketed prices. We see all the endless uh, headlines and reports of the things that are happening in the United Kingdom. We know about the riots, the civil unrest that's occurring on a global level, almost invariably because of something having to do with people being starved out of their ability to survive on a normal level across the earth. You know, people lose their their dwelling places, their jobs, uh, the the um, inflation being well, what what normal people, anybody who understands history, we would refer to as hyperinflation. Um, instead, nowadays, instead of calling it hyperinflation, which of course troubles me because I don't like masquerading situations in in a form of many different words, uh, but but essentially what they're doing is they're describing Weimar Republic uh, hyperinflation, which is what ultimately led to the formation of Nazi Germany. Um, they're they're just describing it with a different set of words. They're saying things like shrinkflation. Well, there is no such thing as shrinkflation. There's robbing people half blind by trying to convince them that there's 12 ounces in a, in a you know, making in a, but there's only eight. Okay, you can call it shrinkflation if you want, but at the end, the end net result, regardless of how they pull the demonic deception over our eyes, okay, to to make us, uh, you know, to trick us into thinking things that are not are not as bad as they are. You know, mo- most of the entities of darkness would want us to believe, okay, incorrectly so, that the um, inflation events that are happening right now are only about a year old, and that is absolutely false. They are, they are pre-pandemic. Uh, p- prior to the pandemic actually occurring in 2019, going back 2018, 2017, 2015, 2015, 2014, even back then, uh, uh, a, a normal uh, if you want to call it, but it's a plastic jar of Jif peanut butter, for example, shrank more than 100% in its size, so it was half the size of what it what it was, and the price almost doubled. Okay, that and that, so this concept of shrinkflation, as if it's a new thing, is a bunch of boulder dash. Okay, it's not a new thing; it's been going on for a very long time, but. It's exacerbated now by the global dynamic situations that are occurring. There's still talk and concern being raised about the availability of diesel fuel. Uh, you know, again, I always throw up a little bit of a yellow flag of warning because it's very easy to get sucked into the whirlpool of ugly. And I mean, you know, uh, tidings of evil, tidings of danger, tidings of, oh, my gosh, it's the end of the world. Oh, no, what do I do? Go buy my beanie weenies, what, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's, it's understandable. There's all people wax and wane. They go. 
go they you know they they they're like oh no this is terrible this is terrible and then they're like I can't take it anymore I don't want to pay any attention to it uh, but the, people are all over the map okay but well, thank you Jesus at least we know that we have this portfolio of things that we're watching for okay and um yes we could be stuck here I mean pretend let's pretend that Trump does we, we look we have every reason to believe no guarantees that it is highly likely that Trump may actually be elected in 2024 into the presidency. All right. Now, if that occurs, we also will be watching. We don't have a timeline, not, not necessarily. Some come, we maybe have some claims of timelines or markers that might indicate time, but they're not especially trustworthy. They never have been. I doubt they ever will be. All right. But that being said, let's just play a game here. So it's 2022 now. I'm 60. We got to. We know we got to make it to 2024. We also know that the that the um, you know that which restrains that is taken out of the way in Second Thessalonians 3 is still restraining. Although God has taken His hand of protection essentially off of the vast majority of the entire planet, mostly. Well, everybody, with the exception of those of us who are praying, and even those of us who are praying are still going through trials and tribulations, refiners, fire, difficult times, impossible, impossibly expensive car repairs, uh, desperate situations that put our the very dwelling place that we have over our head at stake, our jobs continuously at stake. You know, there's a lot of our health. Some people are going through the list of things that God's people, God's bride, okay, is going going through right now is horrific it's absolutely horrific and i'm here to tell you it, it you know the christians that are out there waving flags jumping around having happy 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 joy joy rin and stimpy all this kind of stuff they're not it if they were really doing damage to the devil really doing what they ought to be doing really who they ought to be in jesus christ their life would not be so jim dandy okay that's just you know, now of course, in their viewpoint, they're going to look look at us and say, "Well, you're obviously going through all these trials, tribulations, fiery trials, all this kind of stuff because you're you you're you're doing something wrong, you know? Because I'm doing something right. I know I'm doing right. I know I'm doing you know. So because I know I'm doing right, then you know you must be doing wrong. But that's actually an incorrect way of thinking thinking of things. There, but I'm not going to get into picking on. You know, I mean, we uh, hopefully the majority of the listeners of this program understand the extreme dangers of adopting uh, uh, such a doctrine, doctrinal nonsense as uh, the uh, Seven Mountains Mandate, re- just absolute ridiculous notion from the bowels of hell. All right, that is not what the Bible says. That is not what we are experiencing right now. That is, it is absolutely. Contra, I mean, it's the opposite. You have to literally flip the Bible upside down and say, wait a minute, I'm going to pick a few key verses out of Isaiah, and I'm going to make an entire doctrine out of it, and, and everybody's going to be so attracted to the ex- exciting, you know, we're going to be victors, and Jesus is going to come here, and it's uh, the whole world is going to be wrapped around Jesus, the government, the, the educational system, uh, you know, everything. 
<laughs> even Hollywood is going to become full of Jesus. And um, and we all know that that is not accurate. We know that what the what what the apostles said to to Jesus, they said they came right up to him. They said, Lord, you know, tell us what the world is going to be like. Tell us what we need to be looking for. For you know, get, you know, and you know, Jesus went off on several different directions. You know, but all ultimately it it evolved or became the all of that discourse. Okay, Mark thirteen, Matthew twenty one. I'm sorry, Matthew twenty four and Luke twenty one, which are probably the three most important chapters of the entire Holy Bible right now, minus some of them out of Revelation. Very few understand what they're reading when they read Re- Revelation. Um, uh, and, it, and it does take a long time to seek in the Lord to be able to, you know, and you got to know about the aliens and all the other stuff, which most don't. All right, so unfortunately they have all kinds of gigantic missing puzzle pieces and they're taking a shot at it, but they're really, they're way off. All right, praise God, thank you Jesus. So um, we're blessed to not be way off. We're blessed to know pretty well what's going to be happening and pretty well what the most likely, no, not guaranteed, but the most likely order of those events are. All right, praise Jesus. Okay, um, you know, so if Trump did go in at 2024, 2020, then, then, then I, unfortunately, my eyes had to fall upon yet another email from my precious beloved sister who I, she just doesn't get it. She's just too old. In her world, everything, you know, this is her happy, happy joy, joy. She wants everything to be, you know, pillow profits, furry white kittens, because, you know, she's old and her legs hurt and she can't go up and down stairs very well. And she just wants everybody to just leave her alone so she can go home to Jesus and everything will be honky-dory. So when she sees a prophecy dream or a vision from one of her favorite prophetic voices over the last X number of years, um, and it says, some magical word that indicates that her ride from now until whenever she departs is going to be nice and smooth sailing and full of Donald Trump and lots of Jesus hugs, then um, she's going to grab a hold of it and she's going to happily send it to every single swinging person in the whole wide world that she knows. Well, unfortunately, I'm on that list. Okay, so I got to see, not that I'm holding it in high regard, I got to see some supposedly, you know, some some. I'm just going to say, supposedly the person was a good prophet. I don't know how I feel about the individual. I've had people say they've done great things. I've looked at their work, and I've seen so many flaws, so many incorrect predictions that I don't hold it in high regard. It's as simple as that. But some people hold it in unimpeachable regard. And um, in this particular email, this individual supposedly said that they had seen – all I saw was that they had seen Donald Trump in 2027. So if that be true, in what capacity? Now, of course, you know, they certainly wouldn't have – you know, it wasn't dead. Okay, he wasn't in a casket. So that would mean he is alive. So if he does enter in and he does his four years of his second run or second, uh, you know, uh, presidency, uh, then um, it would be 24, 25, 26, and 27. Now, that would be the end. That would be right around the end of his presidency. Now, I wonder all the people that had seen in their uh, prophecies, dreams, and visions, Donald Trump pass away. And be seen in a uh, casket going down through a parade or wherever the case was. There were a number of different visual viewpoints or whatever uh, that led various people to see what they saw. We've had uh, at least two of them on the program, probably more, and there's uh, and there's a good collection of them. And of course, then you have these. Uh, 
prophetic symbolism of uh, Bill Gates uh, saying about Donald Trump in the beginning of 2016 before he was elected that he reminds him of another JFK. Well, that wasn't because the satanic entity that refers to itself as Gates, I don't even want to know what this filthy ugh, entity does. I, I don't want to know nothing about these entities. Okay, I, I know what they do in their, you know, when they're when the camera isn't on them, and I don't want to be a part of it. I don't even want to think of it. It is sick, twisted, it's evil. It's a, it's the, uh, you know, uh, Vatican catacombs. It's uh, Illuminati uh, sacrifice stuff, and I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. It's horrible. All right. Now, all that being said, um, nevertheless, to have one of those entities make that parallel to JFK, you'd have to ask yourself why. Well, the only reason they would do that is they were sending one of their little covert occult Illuminati messages out that this this one's going to get, you know, uh, assassinated. OK, like JFK. And then, I, then, of course, I mentioned many times about how um, uh, Trump did his first major address post pandemic at the Lincoln Memorial. And he sat on one side of Brett Baer and uh, I forget the other lady from Fox uh, sat on the opposite side, and they did this big, you know, presidential address right across from the Lincoln Memorial. What? Well, what is that? And then, so, so you got Lincoln. He's, he's the other president that was assassinated. And then, so you got that symbolism. Then you got his wife, okay, and she's out there dorking around with the Rose Garden. They make a big deal about how, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, all these all these things. It's just lining up with Kennedy. It's lining up with 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 uh, with uh, you know Abraham Lincoln. Um, you know, it's 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 very very difficult to spiritually suggest, given all that information that that event is not going to occur. So, again, if this one particular prophet that my sister sent me, uh, you know, did see Trump up and well, but see, that's the thing. I didn't read it, and I didn't listen to it. I just saw the um, title in the actual subject line. But I can tell you this. If it said anything bad, like Trump would be hurt, killed, assassinated, anything like that, I guarantee you my sister would not have sent it out to all of her all of her recipients, okay, of her many emails, all right? Um, but I can't really draw any conclusion, and I certainly can't draw any kind of a trustworthy conclusion about that. But I have indeed spoken of the possibility is un, uh, you know, it wouldn't be ideal for us. I mean, we want to get out of here as soon as we possibly can. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Right, kids? We want to get out of here. All right. But, you know, it's also very healthy. And this is even written in the book, How to Stop Worrying and Enjoying, uh, you know, and Living, uh, from Dale Carnegie, who has – the book is absolutely jam-packed and overflowing with uh, Bible scriptures. Um, it even says in there that, you know, we, you know, again, to live in daytight compartments, don't worry about the things, don't analyze things too far into the future. Uh, you know, and also another thing is that we, we ought to investigate. We ought to not, not necessarily embrace, but at least be aware of the worst-case scenario. You know, as far as our departure, if if our departure from the earth is the most important thing to us, you know, pleasing Jesus, serving the Lord, serving our Father, being in prayer, living the life that we're supposed to live, and doing it with great fervor, okay, taking it very seriously, uh, touching people's lives, changing their lives, walking the walk, uh, you know, talking the talk, and doing everything, you know, and and, and then if that be the case, which it is, all right, then, um, uh, you know, it should be. Uh, you know, of great interest to us, you know, and we don't have to be sitting there documenting it all down on a big chart board, uh, but we should be curious. 
You know, we should be watching, you know, and, and we don't, like I said, not to some great detail, but we should at least be aware of the major events in the Bible, the major prophecies, dreams, and visions, and things that God has shared with us, because he didn't do it for no good reason. He did it for a great reason, which is to give us markers that we could look for so that we know that we're growing ever closer to the day that we get to leave. But that should not take away from our excitement about the days, from our privilege to actually live the life that Jesus would have us live on his behalf now. To understand what an integral part of the end times that we've been chosen to be um, uh, players in. Okay, uh, actors in the movie of the end times, uh, biblical end times timeline of our Heavenly Father. We've been chosen, okay, in that regard. There are reasons for that. Because God believes, look, if you're listening to this or you have ever listened to this or whatever the case is, and you understand these fundamental concepts, then you, then you would understand also what a privilege it is to be standing on such holy ground that our Heavenly Father would, for whatever reason, choose you, choose me, hopefully, choose whoever else is out there listening to be a part of what's going on. Now, we're not seeing the revelation of the supernatural in the way that we're going to be seeing it in the near future, okay? Um, and we don't know exactly when that impartation of the Holy Spirit is going to fall upon us. And, um, and the miracles, signs, wonders, divine healings, and things that we know that are, gonna, that are, that are, that are you know, imminent uh, on our lives are going to become a part of our lives. We don't know when that Time happens, okay, um, and people have a lot of opinions about it, and there's been a lot of different, you know, prophecy, dreams, visions, YouTubers, everybody saying something different or whatever, or some of them saying, you know, maybe there's a collection that say, well, it's after the three days of darkness. There's another collection that say, no, it's happening right now. There's another collection that say, oh, it can happen any second. You know, and, and, and at, the, at the end of the day, where are we? Well, where we are is we hopefully aren't dwelling. We're not sitting around waiting for some outpouring of the Holy Spirit to occur so that we can do what we were already commanded to do in the Holy Bible, the way that we were commanded to live, all right? We should be striving with all of our might in the fear of God, praying and seeking Him and, and crying out to Him and, and, and trusting Him and believing in Him and knowing Jesus is advocating for us. We should be believing because that's exactly what's going on. And we are needed by our Father, Think about the dismay that the rest of uh, churchianity is going to be in in the United States of Babylon the Great, especially which supposedly has per capita the most amount of so-called professed Christians. All right, you know, per capita. All right, but are they good Christians per capita by comparison to the you know Christian organizations in, in Africa? You know, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. But at the end of the day, as long as we understand, wh- wow, what a disadvantage are they at? They're sitting around looking for a red heifer. They're sitting around looking for, uh, you know, uh, some big temple to be built in Israel because they know that that temple's got to be built before they're going to leave on the rapture. That's what they think. I know. I used to study that stuff. I read many books on the subject. I used to believe it, and I don't anymore because the Lord led me away from it. He showed me what was ultimately what, what ultimately Scripture was talking about. Okay. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Praise God. And so, what does that say to us, though? 
What it says to us, and by the way, this was a prophecy by Brother Dan in God's Healer 7, which I played something to the tune of about eight years ago, where he said, um, he was speaking on behalf of the Lord, and he, and he said, um, uh, no longer look at... Uh, what, did, what did he say exactly? He said, but look at the events. In other words, no longer look at this. I forget what the this was. You know, don't be watching for this, but start monitoring where you are in the end times by watching the events. That you know, that's where, what the Lord spoke to us through Brother Dan uh, several years ago, and I started to do that. I actually took that to heart, and I started to look at the events. I've kept track of the top events. There's lots of other ones that are sprinkled in there, but we have a pretty good portfolio, a pretty good list of events that we know are going to happen. But we should also look at the worst case scenario because if our hearts are set on that moment in time uh, when uh, we are transformed from our lowly bodies into that glorious body of light uh, and are able to stand before our Lord Jesus, which is going to flip a lot of us out. It's going to flip me out. I'm going to be like, oh. But anyway, um, if that's where we are in our walk, of course we're going to be excited about our ultimate destiny, and we ought to be. All right, but except here's the thing. You don't want to look. You don't want to get so wrapped up in it that you stop serving God. You stop doing what you ought to be doing. You stop living the life that you're supposed to be doing. You stop touching people's lives. You stop giving until it hurts. You stop. All those things are a part of our walk. All this other stuff essentially is just noise. The true markers of our imminent departure are associated with with what God has revealed to us already, which includes Second Thessalonians 2, which is the rise of the Antichrist and the arrival of the aliens. That's what those two things, those are the two things that it's talking about in Second Thessalonians 2. Okay, rise of the Antichrist, arrival of the aliens. That's it. It's the summary for Second Thessalonians 2. All right, so you got those items, and you've got um, uh, uh, you know the the little tidbit that God gave us at the end of the third seal, which we're already in. We're in the midst of the third seal. It's in progress. That's why we have petro- petroleum plants that are being set on fire. The energy, uh, the global energy supply and supply lines are in an absolute uh, you know crisis right now. Okay, it's, it's the talk of the town, the talk of the world. Uh, you know, um, the cost of food is soaring through the roof. All these things are happening: pestilence, famine. Uh, you know, r- rumors of wars, wars. You know, all these things that are going on: the the riots, the chaos, the mayhem, everything. Nothing has stopped. Nothing has stopped. As a matter of fact, because of the results of the fraud, defrauded midterm elections, guess what? They're going to be hampered very little. People are going to be focused on this idea that maybe the Republican Party gets to have a gavel and subpoena power, and they can do some kind of thing. I mean, bring Fauci in front of the, you know, and, and Rand Paul can rip him up, and all And, you know, guess what? You're looking the wrong direction. You're looking the wrong direction. Yes, we all feel like there ought to be another Nuremberg trial. Yes, we all realize that these entities of darkness have uh, killed untold gazillions of people across the world and maimed as many, if not more. Okay, yes, we, we are, we, we're disgusted by the situation that we see happening around us. I, I'm not even going to get into the details because I don't really feel like being disgusted at the moment, but there's plenty of that. But that's not where we need to be looking. Where we need to be looking are for the big events. We need to keep our eyes on the the global war situation. So always and forever keeping our eyes on the dynamics that are occurring with Russia and the Ukraine and whatever else that turns into. 
We also we almost had an event occur. Of course, if you haven't heard about it, about the uh, missile explosion that killed two people in Poland, and instantly they started to say it, it was Russia. And now, and now that they've agreed that it wasn't a Russian missile, it was likely something that came from the Ukraine. They're still saying, well, it's still Russia's fault. Okay, so they're blaming, you know, so, and then they're trying to elevate, you know, NATO, Article 4, which really is just a bunch of boulder dash and is utterly meaningless. It's not until you get to Article 5 where NATO's actually given the, you know, the green light to move in as a military force against the foe, uh, you know, because the line has been crossed, as it were. Uh, but But that warrants keeping our eyes on because that's a major biblical event. That, I believe, is the progression of the progression of the second seal. Every time a food processing facility gets burned to the ground or Bill shape-shifting reptilian gates, uh, blood-drinking, baby-killing, murdering son of a gun that he is, all right, you know, every time that happens, guess what? That is a step closer to... The fulfillment of the, um, the the Bible prophecies, the things that we need to know, the things that we need to be watching for, that the events that are going to occur that are going to lead us uh, incrementally closer to uh, the full, uh, you know, um, uh, the full uh, realization of World War Three, where you know it's troops on the ground, tanks, the whole deal, where that's all going to occur exactly, we don't know. I don't think it's going to occur on the United States soil. I believe that you know, following along with Henry Groover, Dimitri Dudeman, A.A. Allen, and what they saw happen when the United States of Babylon the Great was burned in one hour by the nuclear uh, missiles fired from the submarines of, of Russia. Okay, you know, if, if – if, and oh, and by the way, don't – I, I got to throw this in there. There are <clears throat> some pretty reliable uh, dreams from God and such that have been communicated over the years on the prophecy, uh, you know, uh, network or whatever. And, you know, and, and here that, – that indicate that, that Russia and China will take a stab uh, or will drop, you know, uh, troops on the ground in the United States before they ultimately – level it with nuclear weapons. Now, how that all breaks out and how long it all takes and all that kind of stuff, I, I don't try I try not to get myself wrapped up in that. I just want to look at the big items, the big ticket items. Korea, there's no, did you know that there's nothing about Taiwan? Nothing. And all the prophecies, dreams, and visions that I've collected over the last 11 years, and when I say collected, I mean printed out, put them on paper in Word documents, and I can go back and I can read over them, look over them, reread them, reconsider them, look at what's happening in the world, say, oh my gosh, this is actually happening today. I can't believe it took this long for it to start happening, all that kind of stuff. When you look at all those things, all the events, every single one, almost, of those events you can you could mark it if you were going to mark it like a status report at in you know say you work in Babylon the Great you know in, in uh, corporate America for example or corporate France or whatever okay whatever uh, in that case you would mark it as work in progress WIP okay that's what you put on there W I P WIP it's work in progress all right every one of these markers are a work in progress 
<clears throat> so if we follow, you know, the rules of keeping our heads cool, not getting too upset, not being like, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to fall into a state of self pity. You don't want to try to fight that. You want to do the best you can not to get too depressed. Uh, depression is part of the ride. Uh, anxiety is part of the ride. Uh, it's part of who we are. You know, we're supposed to fight the anxiety through prayer, through trusting God. Amen. Praise God. That's the target. That's the target behavior that we want to be living. Okay, not just you know talking about our reading in the Bible and first and flip in Philippians 4 verses 6, 7, and 8, but we want to be it. We want to live it, okay? That, and when that becomes the way that we live, when we accept that, we, when we accept who we are in Christ, when we accept what our mission is now on the earth, and we live that mission, but we watch by virtue of keeping our eyes open for the major events, the attack on the Fordow facility with two tactical nukes by the IAF and Israel. That's a huge event. Okay, the continuation of the, uh, of the Russia stuff. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, we, we, all this stuff, it's all lined up. I'm not looking at anything for Taiwan because I have never heard not one prophecy, dream, or vision over the last 11 years that said anything about Taiwan. Okay. Although that doesn't rule out the possibility that there won't be some activity associated, associated with that. We don't know. All right. But I'm certainly not going to focus my attention on it. I'm going to focus my attention on the things that God revealed through a large collection of um, uh, prophets and visionaries and people receiving dreams from God, and particularly on those which have corresponding scripture in the Bible to help anchor our, uh, you know, to help us know where we are. When such, an, you know, when the when the, uh, when the global financial collapse happens, <clears throat> and you know what? Here's the thing: it's going to be global. It's going to be the collapse of the petrodollar. Our ATMs are going to stop working. People will make runs on banks. There will be no access to money. It's going to be a very ugly time. It's going to make the 1929, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, Great Depression collapse of the stock market look like, you know, um, nothing. Okay, the Shemitah of 2008, if you buy that story. I, you know, I, whatever you want to believe. All I'm saying is what we're facing right now. It's big. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to be like, wait a minute, uh, did the financial collapse happen? No, no, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. It's happening over in uh, Greece, you know, and they're all rioting because they can't get money out of the bank. It's happening in Argentina. So maybe that's the fulfillment. No, no. When it happens, uh, third seal style, it is going to be horrific, okay, and this country is truly going to collapse, and people won't know what to do with themselves, all right, if you don't have a few beanie weenies, some rice and beans or something in the garage, you know, and, and a little bit of propane and you know, water to, to cook them in, you know, you, you know you're going to have to depend, which is awesome, and uh, but you're going to have to muster up the faith and believe and pray over that empty pot and believe that God's going to fill it with food by the time you wake up the next day, and you know what, a lot of times, uh, in, in many cases, especially according to the missionary, the, the testimonies of missionary that I have been uh, able and blessed to hear in person over the years. Um, God does do that, and he does it very – it's a regular occurrence. It's not uncommon for God to fill empty pots full of food uh, for his people, to fill up – mysteriously fill up the gas tanks of people's car when they're driving through the Andes Mountain, uh, or just so all kinds of amazing miracles. And I can't wait, because let me tell you something, folks. When you experience an incredible, supernatural, amazing miracle from God – it is so motivational, words cannot possibly describe. It is awesome. So anyway, um, I just think, you know, given, yeah, yeah, so the downside of that, if we look at the worst case scenario, how long might we be here on earth? Well, heck, it looks like I could be 65, 66, 67, barely, barely even eligible to 
get retirement money uh, if if there even is such a thing by then. Okay, but really for us, for us, the the listeners of of this program. Okay, the one those of us, uh, you know, really excited and pumped about being in front of Jesus, really excited about pumped about serving our Heavenly Father, really excited about dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, really excited about uh, being overflowing and full of love and changing people's lives as a part of our walk, really excited about uh, feeding God's sheep uh, the way that Jesus asked Peter, Peter to do. You know, the, if that's where we are, if we're living where we ought to be living, serving God, loving God, loving God's people, and helping to bring them all with us, bring them all along with us onto the boat so that we can all leave and get out of here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's great. That's where we want to be. And then maybe this possible, and I say that with a gigantic capital P, possible slightly longer than maybe we thought timeline, I would say that's the worst case scenario. The very worst case scenario is that Trump makes it in 2024 and he actually gets to be president for a few years before something bad happens. The question is when. Um, where, where I struggle, I, I, right now I'm struggling with, you know, they, they've got the fraud down so well now that if they're not able to institute incredible changes in, into the way that things work, it's, it's really just kind of hard to imagine that Donald Trump could – that you know, like it, it seems like they would stop him from becoming the president. Like something drastic would happen prior to that. So again, really, when you think about it, we're not even absolutely positive that he's going to make it into the presidency. Something horrific could happen prior to that. And the way things have been going, it wouldn't be a terribly big surprise. And we do need something substantial to occur, and I mean dramatically substantial, absolutely catastrophic, to occur to cause the Civil War to outbreak in the United States. And when do all the ground-based nuclear bombs go off? Not the airshot missiles, not the ICBMs, but there's at least seven cities that are going to get blown up by ground-based nukes. I, the, we have as many – we have – as many of those prophecies as we do giant tsunamis washing over the east coast of the United States, which is, by the way, the one that, that's triggered by the great earthquake in Revelation 6.12, okay, which is caused by a meteor that Ethan Rodriguez saw and many other people saw hitting off the coast of Puerto Rico, which causes La Palma to collapse and ultimately leads to a double mega tsunami washing up across the east coast of the United States. But the problem is, in reality, it's affecting the entire world because the entire earth is going to shake violently. And when that occurs, any bricks, brick, mortar, uh, stone structures, all of those are going to come tumbling down because they can't, they can't stay together. Only the wood frame and the, and the uh, buildings that are built to withstand massive earthquake events might still be standing. We're talking about a catastrophic quadrillion, I don't even know how many people. I mean, I know that we lose 22 million people on the east coast of the United States just from that. We've had untold number of prophecies of people, you know, they're, they're in Virginia Beach, they're getting a vision from the Lord, and they see this massive tsunami washing up over the beach. It's, it's a thousand foot tall, they say, and it's unbelievable, it's, you know, and they're just seeing it from Virginia. They're not seeing it from Florida. They're not seeing it from Puerto Rico. They're not seeing it from Miami. They're, you know, everybody sees it from a different spot, but you got to put it together and know that it's the same event. 
But that doesn't happen until after World War III is in full play, after Gog and Magog is in full play. We're talking about troops on the grounds, multiple countries, the real deal, big deal. Not this, this stuff that you see going on over in the Ukraine, but much larger. And we're also going to have that you know, massive alien invasions occurring when World War III gets fully kicked off. However, we have reason to believe that we're going to be gone, but we, we, hopefully the first fruits, barley harvest, will be gone prior to that. Because before the big alien invasions happen during World War III, there's going to be that big copper ball, sphere-shaped uh, uh, alien spaceship, Death Star-looking thing that's going to show up in the sky first. Right? All right, so we got all these things to look for, and we don't really need a tight-knit timeline. We don't, but, but for those of you who are so tempted to ride hypercycles, there's, you just can't take it anymore. You can't stand it. You're, you hate your life. You have every reason to, to, to hate your life. You, and believe me, I've heard the testimonies. I've had conversations with a lot of these people, and they are right. They have every reason they hate their lives. Believe me, they do. But... It's all part of our trials and tribulations. We have to deal with it. It's uncertainty. It's teaching us to trust God in, through thick and thin, through times that we would normally be in totally freaked out and have no idea what to do and just absolutely stressing out to the point of, you know, manic depression or whatever. I mean, and it can happen. It can happen depending on what you're going through. And we got to, we, God is testing us. God is preparing us. God is teaching us. He is refining us. He is helping us to come to a place where we say, oh my gosh, you have never let me down. There's a difference between just saying that, which most Christians will say, but it's a difference, real big difference to be able to look back on your life and know, hey, wait a minute, God, this is true. God really has kept me alive. God has prevented me from going to jail. God has stepped in in supernatural, miraculous ways at the last possible, important, you know, incredible minute. You know, and, and it, 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 it is, it's astonishing. And as God brings us through each one of these tidal waves of ugly, these impossible car repairs, these impossible situations in our dwelling places, these impossible situations with people in our family being betrayed, uh, all these things happening to us. The goal is for us to take it in grace, continue forward, continue seeking God, getting up, brushing ourselves off, and doing it all over again, knowing that we might be here for a while and not wigging out over it. Keeping cool about it, praying even more, and staying in that secret place of the Most High, trusting God and knowing that. Think about it. What is God gonna? What are all the other Christians gonna be doing when they start seeing these these really horrible things start happening? Do you think they're gonna let go of the doctrine that they've held on to for the last fifty years, under untold numbers of uh, famous uh, teachers? Because, of course, if they're famous, if they're on TV, or if they have a TV show, they must be hearing from God directly. They must be it, right? No. Wrong. It's exactly the opposite. All right, praise God. So anyway, we are very blessed to be part of that minority, thank you, Jesus, uh, that, um, uh, that is aware of all of these things and being able to see them in play. And then remember, what are we here for How and, and, and what is the mission? What is the goal for us not only to do while we're here waiting and, and, and watching, but also 
to uh, be encouraged and uh, not be dismayed, not be bummed out, but remember that God is going to, I know it's hard to believe sometimes because you, you get taken right up to the end when you're about to absolutely lose it and flip out, but recognizing that God is going to bring you through it, and when he does bring you through it, you are going to look back on it and say, wow. And then when much worse things start happening around us, we will not be afraid of evil tidings. Our hearts will be steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Psalm 112, verse 7. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, kids, are you about doggone ready for me? You know, uh, what's up? You want to hear a couple of jokes? We're We're starting to get to Thanksgiving here. All right. Praise God. All right, kids. Let's see. Kids, what's a pumpkin's favorite game? What's a pumpkin's favorite game? Squash. <laughs> right? Squash. Pumpkins like to play squash. Okay. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Kids, where did the first corn come from? The stalk brought it. You know, like stalk, almost like stork, but stalk, but stork. You know what I mean? Is that good? Or, you like that one? Yeah. You guys still think storks being, yeah, that's good for you. Good for you. Whatever you do, don't go to the library when the school tries to take you there. All right, kids, what kind of vegetable would a family like at Thanksgiving? What kind of vegetable would a family like at Thanksgiving? Beats me. <laughs> you know, beets. What do you think, kids? I don't know. What? Come on, let's get a vote here. No? You guys don't want beets for Thanksgiving? I mean, don't you like beets? You're not real big on them? What about what about pickled beets and hard-boiled eggs straight from Amish country, huh? How about that? Oh, you like that, huh? All right, all right, praise God. And on that note, let's go ahead and head into the news. Ladies and gentlemen. God, thank you, Jesus. This is actually kind of interesting. So um, another streaming service comes along called um, Great American something or Life Family Channel. And what ends up happening, they they decide this particular new um, uh, uh, channel. And let me go ahead and zoom in on the show notes just in case it gives me a little bit of extra detail. Um, uh, But um, let's see what the new channel is called. Former Hallmark Channel, da-da-da-da. New network traditional uh, movie should be talking about it right here. It's 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 like G A L dot you know G A L network or something like that. I forget what it stands for. But anyway, um, it turns out that uh, many of the actresses that are that are seen every year on Hallmark, uh, such as Candace Cameron Bure and uh, you know Danica Danica. Gosh, I can't remember her last name, but she. Um, real pretty, uh, you know, kind of like Brazilian-looking woman. Uh, but anyway, uh, Danica is leaving. Cam, can't, can't, uh, <clears throat> wow, Candace Cameron Bure is leaving. 
whole bunch of uh, very well-known and very liked um, actresses that have been historically known and been a big part of the Hallmark Christmas uh, movie series is you know where the uh, where the girl always gets uh, taken away from the uh, you know stockbroker city slicker guy by some guy wearing a you know four dollar and fifty cent you know <laughs> flannel flannel shirt it's always how it works right so anyway um, but anyway uh, guess why because they don't want to be associated with Hallmark anymore because Hallmark is doing LGBTQ LMNOP movies. What an interesting and amazing statement to make publicly worldwide for people to see that these groups of especially liked and endeared uh, actresses are leaving Hallmark for that exact purpose. They don't want to be on affiliated with or working with a channel that ha- has sold its soul to the devil and is willing to do that to the series that they're a part of. I think that is absolutely outstanding. Now, the only holdout that I'm aware of is Lacey Chaubert, uh, and uh, she's still at you know Hallmark, and I heard she might have signed another deal, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because you know it would be really nice if Lacey had left with them all. Yeah, because they'd be stuck with pretty much nobody. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, I think it's wonderful when Christians do Christianly things and um, make changes and choices that are publicly seen by other people for all the right reasons. Praise God. They didn't stand there and call people names. They they just said, we're going to move to another channel. Because we don't want to be a part of, you know, uh, changing the focus from traditional marriage to gay marriage. Okay, and that's pretty much the gist of it. And that's a great way to, uh, you know, continue in your profession with that and and make a a public statement for Jesus and uh, behaving like a proper Christian, uh, you know, and do it in front of the whole wide world so it hits all the different newspapers. And yes, it is all over the place. This particular uh, report, and I think it's wonderful. So praise God for that. So it's a little bit little bit of good news in the middle of the rest of the end times, you know, <laughs> wars and rumors of wars. Uh, uh, news that we have. Praise God. Let's go, let's go ahead forward into that part of the news. Thank you, Jesus. Russian colonel who helped Putin's mobilization is mysteriously shot dead. Okay, so what we know is we we know the CIA and we know a lot of you know uh, a lot of real deep dark. Uh, Black ops, creepy weirdness is going on right now because there's a war on. You know, it may we may be being lied to, which we are on a daily basis on exactly what's happening and who's happening and who's winning and who's losing and what. But there is a lot of espionage. There is a lot of people being killed. There is a lot of evil things that are happening. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that something like much more um, false flaggy, you know, like when I saw, heard about the missile or, you know, the explosion and whatnot that happened in Poland and killed a couple of people, I was thinking to myself that was probably a false flag event and that they were not only were they going to verbally blame Russia, but it was going to be, you know, the actual firing of a Russian ordinance, a Russian missile or whatever, <clears throat> from a gun in uh, or whatever, you know, a cannon, in, you know, in um, – uh, 
the Ukraine. So the Ukrainian army has the equipment to set, you know, to send a salvo into a NATO country uh, that is that that leaves the <laughs> the hallmarks of a Russian weapon on them. So the ability of them to do that. It's very, very easy. Uh, that's why I was absolutely blown away, uh, no pun intended, by uh, the fact that um, even you know the entity that refers to itself as Biden, <clears throat> excuse me for having to clear my throat, throat so much, um, the, I have the hiccups to top it all off. How wonderful. Uh, but, um, but anyway, the entity that calls itself Biden even came forward in front of the world and made an announcement that, hey, everybody, uh, no, uh, we do not believe that this particular ordinance slash explosion in uh, Poland was from Russia. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, of course, they you know, would put in the headline, but it was Russians' fault. So they always have to throw that in there. But I have to believe personally that there's a lot of covert, top-secret CIA, murders behind the scenes, killing off, assassinations, all kinds of things that are occurring that are designed to really, really, really anger Putin. Because isn't that the goal? All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Same-sex marriage protections clear critical Senate hurdle. So it says the Senate on Wednesday narrowly advanced the legislation to protect same-sex marriage, sending it on to near certain passage. All right. So, uh, you know, again, um, uh, I'm trying to look for where um, I think this is occurring in – Georgia at this time, I'm pretty sure. All right, praise God. But again, I'd have to go back and do a little bit more digging to be uh, absolutely sure. Because uh, there are fights like this going on all over the country at this time. Praise God. Next one up. All right, the Daily Beast reports that Russia demands an apology for the Poland missile panic. Okay. Russian officials have lashed out at Western leaders following NATO's admission that a Russian-made missile struck a farm on the Polish side of the, U- uh, the Ukrainian border. And so now uh, Russia's coming down and said, we demand that you apologize for blaming that on us. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you want to you know, know when exactly hell freezes over, then just track that one until you see an answer. All right, next one up. Praise God. Russia pounds the Ukraine in the heaviest missile strikes of the war. So again, um, it, 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 you know, it says Russia pounded cities and energy facilities across the Ukraine in Tuesday, killing at least one person and causing widespread power outages in what Kiev said was the heaviest wave of missile strikes in nearly nine months. <clears throat> so um, in the middle of all that, um, does it appear that Russia has backed off? Does it appear their withdrawing from Kherson uh, was an actual withdrawal or a strategic move for them to resupply and make another spear, you know, another beachhead advance? Uh, it, yes, it does. If they're still taking out, um, you know, aggressively taking out infrastructure across the Ukraine in waves and attack waves like this, then it strongly indicates that we are just seeing the beginning of the big event. Okay, what that will be and when it will happen, we do not know. Praise God. But that would be my estimation based on all the given facts and, and data that we've been tracking. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Investment Watch reports that people are euthanizing themselves in Canada because they can't 
afford housing. Okay, I'm going to repeat. They're euthanizing themselves because they can't afford a place to live. Canada, a St. Catherine's man says he will choose medically assisted death over homelessness. City News explores and uh, or the ethics of MAID, which must be the nickname for, you know, your ability to be able to select, you know, um, euthanasia, uh, amidst concerns some feel they have no other choice. So, again, this is pretty horrible, and I think we're going to see a lot of more and significantly more horrible things happening across the world. In fact, I believe with all of my heart that there are, there definitely are more so horrible things, so bad things that are happening across the world right now that we aren't hearing about that it would absolutely, it wouldn't just alarm us, it would horrify us, absolutely horrify us if we knew how bad things are in different parts of the world. Okay, all we get to hear about are the yellow vests marching down the road about some protest or something in France or a bunch of people get, getting upset in, in Greece and, and, and Germany and marching the streets and tractors, uh, you know, uh, and, and truck uh, events, uh, you know, up in Canada and all these, you know, but what about the individual crises? What about the families that are being kicked out into the streets? What about the massive people that can't find jobs? You know, they, they, they say, oh, well, we've increased uh, the number of jobs in the United States by, you know, 3,720 in the last week. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> McDonald's is hiring for Fry Kings. You know, they never take into consideration a one-for-one. One. The, the only way they, that those statistics mean anything is if they're comparing apples to apples. The problem is they're not. They're not even trying, which means that it's just a deceptive report at best, no matter what. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The Epic Times reports Christmas is at risk. Supply chains falter as port tower operator suspends half of the workforce. Now, I want to tell you something. What I have noticed, because people send me things and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I'm connected. Yes, I am. And sometimes it's an awful thing to have to be connected. And sometimes it's a blessing. Um, uh, most of the time, it's not so much fun. Because if you're like me and you're an emotional sponge, you feel other people's pain. All right. And that is not a happy place to reside. Now, all that being said, though, I have been receiving a a noteworthy amount of headlines that are verifiable that um, we are still heading in a downhill slope toward what only one could refer to as the third seal global financial collapse. Okay, so again, here's this is a report out of Australia reporting that um, supply chains continue to falter and that um, uh, port operators, these are the guys, okay, so if you remember the movie War of the Worlds um, and um, the, uh, the job that, uh, oh, goodness gracious, why can I um, oh, not think of who he is? Hold on a second. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Sometimes, you know, I just, uh, so War, War of the Worlds, um, Actors, Enter, and yes, Tom Cruise. So the, the person that Tom Cruise, the job that he was doing in the very beginning of War of the Worlds is what this particular job is, where they have, they, they, they don't have the people, okay, um, and they're shutting it down. All right, so... Um, Again, that is one of many, many. Um, another thing is, 
Well, I don't know how many of these things I actually have in the news uh, stream tonight, but there's a number of events um, that are all tied together that are strongly indicating that we're heading at extremely high speeds into this desperate, um, uh, well, end times world that our world that we know today is going to get so much worse that it's very, very difficult for us to even imagine. And again, what about all the the victims out there that don't have a microphone? What about all the people that are suffering horribly right now? Who's taking care of them? These are the things that we, as part of the body of Jesus Christ, need to be asking ourselves. When we see somebody hurting, the first thing should be, for the least of these, you know, there goeth I. You know, we we cannot, it's our job. These are our commandments. These are who we are to be. It's not optional. There's so many scriptures. I, I should just put it together, a collection of scriptures that are convicting in our hearts so that we were like, oh, my goodness, that's me. This is my calling. I'm being asked by God to do something for this person, substantial. And that's that's really, I think, where what our calling is today more than, uh, you know, what it will be in the future. In the future, as things get worse, I think our callings will shift and they'll become more dramatic and greater things than these will we do because our king has gone unto the Father. Praise God. I believe those days are upon us now, and I think they're going to get much worse and more glorious for us as we continue forward. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, supply chains continue to show very great signs of not returning to normal, uh, which is what we would expect. All right, praise God. Next one up. Thank you, Jesus. European gas prices continue to soar. The costs have jumped amidst forecasts of a cold snap. And it talks, it gives you like how much uh, money per so many thousand cubic meters over in the European Union and, you know, all the, all the different discussions apart that, you know, and, and the, the, you know, the the uh, LNG lines that were blown up underneath the, um, uh, you know, the, the uh, what is it, the Black Sea? I think it is. Um, and, and and really, they did it over uh, near the coast of, uh, it wasn't, uh, is it Finland? But anyway, they, they strategically took them out in a place where Russia can't go down and do the repairs. Isn't that interesting? All right, praise God. I'd have to go back and look at the exact locations, but it was in a part of the territory where Russia is not uh, able to freely go and send divers down and repair teams down to re, you know to bring the Gazprom lines back up again. All right, so uh, it, it's just absolutely unbelievable. All right, praise God. Next headline up. This is from Michael Snyder, and it's being uh, he's he's getting hit. My goodness, Michael Snyder is becoming exceedingly popular. He is showing up on on. On so many websites, uh, it's just it's hard to really f- find them all. And and half the websites that are reprinting his articles are reprinting them from another site that's reprinting them from another site, and it's just amazing. Thank God. And um, uh, the title of this one is "We, well, People of the World, Are Facing the Collapse of Everything." Michael Snyder warns of the end times. So again, um, you know, without going into a de- detailed reading of this entire article, I would recommend uh, that uh, you you search on this one. We're facing the collapse of everything. Michael Snyder warns of the end times, and it goes in. And he it's he, he's eloquent. 
He's on target. He's put together uh, books uh, about the prophecies, that the big ones that are going to happen soon. And interestingly, almost every one of them that he put in his book were people that were guests that we've had on this show or people that we have talked about many times uh, over the course of the last 11 years. So it was a fascinating because essentially he wove – not because he was sitting you know, hungrily listening to every word that we, we've talked. No, he did his own homework. And his own homework drew the same conclusions that this radio show has done. All right, praise God. So hopefully Sister Nancy will have the time to continue to send out maybe another. We're going to get him on the program. Uh, I just have a feeling that he's, like, really super busy. But he's always accepted our invite. We also, again, want to bring on um, Brother um, uh, um, Stephen Ben Noon. Uh, so hopefully Nancy will continue to work on that. Um, it's a lot of work, you know, getting, arranging the guests, especially when things get categorized catastrophic, cataclysmic, and very end times-ish, okay, because people are just drowning in their work that they're doing for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing. All right, next one up. All right, United States Health System cash reserves plummet. Both large and small health systems are affected by the rising labor and cost, uh, while reimbursements remain low. St. Louis-based Ascension reported days of cash had dropped, of on-hand cash had dropped uh, from 336 at the end of 2021 to 259 as of June 20th of 2022. And it goes on, it gives a whole bunch of other statistics from Lehigh Valley Health Network and Chicago-based Common Spirit Health. And all the data is ringing true. It's all lining up. Okay, so there is a collapse of financial wellness that is has the potential of collapsing our medical system. Talk about adding insult to injury. All right, praise God. Next one up. FedEx Freight. Oh, this is one of the other ones. Listen to this. FedEx Freight, and it's not just FedEx, by the way. It's also Amazon. Isn't it interesting that here we are entering into the holiday season? This is when everybody hires extra people. UPS hires extra people. The post office hires extra people. The FedEx hires lots of extra people. Amazon hires gazillions of more people. Why? Because the demand goes through the roof. Why? Because it is Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Don't you see? Now what we have is a report that says FedEx Freight is, 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 is beginning driver furloughs next month. That is in December. That's unheard of. Okay, again. And then you've got the report that said right here, New York Times is reporting. Amazon has said to plan to lay off thousands of employees, and their estimate is at 10,000 right now, but could grow to a larger group uh, on short notice. So, um, what? Amazon? Are you kidding me? So, I, I, you know, I'm astonished. What do they know that we don't know? And I'm almost afraid to ask that question. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Oh, oh hey, that's as good as anything. Listen to this. Iran sentences 15,000 protesters to death as a hard lesson for all rebels. 15,000 protesters many of which were probably instigated by you know, the CIA of the United States, okay, to death, 15,000. <laughs> Man, okay. And on that note, let's bring on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Here we go.
Praise God. Brother Robert, are you, th- are you there? Hey. Yeah. Yes, good evening. And, uh, yes, I'm here, uh, Brother Jim. So, yeah, yeah, I've not heard the whole program so far, but, yes, I want to make a few points on what you said in the pipeline, what was uh, sabotaged by CIA and MI6 through their military forces, and not Russia, as, of course, the media claims. And it's so insane, and that I still think that people will believe all of this. Of course, you have still lots of people that will believe all of this, but uh, if you have to believe the media, but I don't, and uh, according to them, yeah, Russia and and, uh, China want to go to with us, while they want to be an economic empire through trade, China, and also Russia through oil. So they don't have any benefits whatsoever to go to war with, with uh, rockets and all the other things. It's so insane. But yeah, the military industrial complex, they need to be fed, right? because we uh, left Afghanistan and all the other war players like Syria and all the others. So they need to have new uh, markets to set up their uh, their stuff so that they can make money. So what better enemy as uh, the old Russia, as the boomerang, and also uh, China? We are, we are, to be honest, that Russia, or in this case Putin, has certainly strained over the last five plus years. And the same with uh, Xi, because another thing that the media don't tell us, is that within Taiwan, it is split 50-50. One side of the country wants to join with the mainland, and the other half of the 50, and the other half wants to stay independent. But none of the mainstream media is talking about this side. Well, that's Hello? that's absolutely. <clears throat> That's absolutely true. Yeah. Hey, brother, I didn't know you were going to stop talking. I thought you were going to keep on going. So, um, oh. but anyway, praise God. No, I totally agree. Um, it's um, <clears throat> nothing less than mind-boggling what has happened over the last golly three years. You can look at what happened over the last three years. Then you can look at what happened over the last year, uh, and that, and now you can look at what's going to continue to happen. Because there hasn't been, you know, one of the things, one of the concepts that I brought up earlier in the program was this concept of revenge. Um, In my reading a lot, an awful lot, uh, regarding what the Republicans will do in the United States government if they get full control of the House of Representatives. They have subpoena power. They hold the gavel. You know, now they're in charge. The distraction, see, there's going to be revenge on their hearts. Revenge on their hearts is going to be to get all these portrayers of evil and fraud and get them in trouble, bring them up before, you know, the Sanhedrin, you know, uh, the the Fauci's of the world. Look, you know, do all these investigations, basically turn the the whole January 16th upside down and make it a Republican revenge 
uh, event where they go through, uh, you know, they, they multiple attempts to impeach Biden, uh, who, who knows what all. And they'll be so focused on doing that that, um, you know, people like you, people like me, you know, it's very easy for us to get lost in that. And I really don't think there's an awful lot of value end times Bible value in that stuff. Um, personally, no. I think it's going to be distraction, and and we need to be watching, very powerfully watching, the things that matter. We need to be watching Israel. We yeah. need to be watching the imminent bombing of I the Fordow nuclear facility. We need to be watching what's going on in North Korea. Uh, this is the stuff our eyes, our eyes. We need, we need to be rifling through the Epic Times and these different magazines and alternate things. We need to not be so concerned about the revenge um, event that is likely to occur by the Republicans getting the gavel in their hands in the House of Representatives because we're going to miss – we're, we're not going to be seeing the events that really matter, that are right on the edge of happening I'm, or are in progress, right? Yes. It is, it is not a possibility of revenge. You can probably say it is for 100% a reality that it will be a revenge event. But again, make also just as evil as the other side. Because God told us, in the Bible, that we are not, uh, we must have revenge in our heart. And especially it's going to be on political reasons because, yeah, the left went after Trump, so they're now going after the left. In this case, uh, the President Biden. And if you're going to continue like this, I think we will, sadly enough. Means every time when the presidency turns from candidate from one party to the next, we can see have those events. Uh, it's yeah, so it's so insane. And you're right, we have to focus on the real picture, and not on a few petty uh, congressmen who now want to have revenge because they were hurt in the last elections. And it is also time that we close the whole 2020 election that I had lost because my someone stole my uh, numbers of uh, votes. It's time that we close this petty type of mentality and that we focus on what really needs to be done for the future. So off-putting up, up with people like Trump, that is still going on on what happened in 2016, what happened in 2020. He focused either on the future and what needs to be done for the country, or he, or he just have to leave it to someone else that can do it. And, yeah, who is a good candidate? It's hard to say. Personally, I like Tulsi Gabbard, but... Uh, who am I? But again, she is still. I think Fox News just hired her as well. I think Fox News really? just hired her. Yeah, but okay. don't be too excited. Fox, Fox is a very, very seething evil organization. So I, I think, know. as precious and, and well mainstream. I, I think Tulsi Gabbard is in for a big surprise. I really do. Yes. 
when when they start controlling what she can say, it's a miracle that they let. If if, if Tucker, like I said, if Tucker Carlson started to lose money or his ratings started to drop, they would get rid of him like a hot potato. The only yeah. reason they're letting him continue is because he's making them a fortune. <laughs> and what about Lauren Ingram? Blood-drinking, baby-killing Satanists like one thing more than evil, and that is they love money. Now, you, you could say money is evil, and the Bible kind of implies that, absolutely. But I'm just saying that the one thing that will make a guaranteed, shape-shifting reptilian Satanist do something out of character is money. They'll do anything for money. They're very sick in that regard. Praise God. But you know that. I know. I know. And uh, what about Lauren Ingram? Is she still part of Fox? Yeah. Ingram, Angle, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's still part of it. You know, the the, the thing is, Laura brushes on the – she brushes up against the um, – uh, I guess we'll call it, for lack of a better term, conspiracy, conspiracy stuff. So she brushes up against it a little yeah. bit and talks a little bit about it. Um, Hannity doesn't talk about it all that much. He's much more mainstream, uh, which I dislike pa- powerfully. So I, I absolutely d- do not like Hannity at all. Okay, um, But I like Tucker. I think Tucker carefully yeah. avoids disclosing everything he believes. I, I think he figures that if, you know, I think he knows what we're talking about right if, now. I think he knows that he's on the chopping block if he goes too far and he's, he wants to do as much good with that microphone as he possibly can do, you know, without getting the ax. I think he knows he's walking a tightrope. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. So far what I have seen with talk and, uh, Maybe he should set up his own uh, his own thing, and uh, it's yeah, it's so in, it's so in, insane what's going on. And uh, I am glad to be honest that Tulsi is out of the uh, out of the dens. I had hoped when she did her speech that others would follow her, but so far I've not seen other mainstream dens been doing the same thing. Maybe they are too afraid, but uh, at least he is out of that uh, chessboard. That's at least a good thing. And uh, it, it's so insane. And you're, you're right. When they're going to take, they're going to take their control. They're going to be out for blood. And I don't think that will be good for the country, to be honest, because. There's no recovery. When you take revenge. No, it doesn't. doesn't I think what you're going to see. Yeah, no, it's Mm -hmm. fine, but it's it's relevant. The worst thing that's going to happen is it will take our eyes off the ball. Really. I mean, it's not going to change voter fraud. It's not going to change all the things that have been happening thus far. It's not going to change the the things that are going on in in, in Russia and the Ukraine. It's not going to change the stuff that's going on with NATO. It's not going to change the uh, financial collapse that is taking place, the loss of gasoline, the loss of the ability to power and heat your own all across Europe. It's not going to affect that. It's not going to affect the the next pandemic that they're going to release. It's not going to affect um, uh, the United States' signing of the uh, Global World Health Organization, the United Nations Treaty that allows them to break down our doors and forcibly vaccinate us for the next pandemic. It's not going to change any of that. It's not going to change any of it. 
All it is is it's going to distract the whole world from what really needs to be done. That's how people are. Yes. Yep. And I'm certainly not going to watch it and follow it. So, as you said, it's just one distraction show. So, it's it's probably funnier to watch the Muppet show than that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to get any notice of it, to be honest. And because there are much more urgent things going on in the world. Uh, with what's going on in Ukraine, Russia, China, uh, North Korea, and all those types of things. And what the World Health Organization and the WF are cooking up. So, yeah, I'm not going to get my ball off from those things. But I'm not going to look at the whole thing with uh, the revenge that the GOP is already... uh, talking about internally and what they're planning and uh, because that don't do any service to the country. It will do a disservice because the next uh, the next change out of the government, they're going to do the same thing again because you did it to me, so I'm going to do it now to you. It sounds like children on the school, on the school uh, ground uh, playing and in the kindergarten level instead of being grown-up adults. But, yeah, what else can you expect from uh, politicians? If you dissect the word politics in Latin, you get, by the way, two, two words. Poly, that means many, and ticks, as in a parasite. So exactly tells you the word politics. And uh, that is what we see in, in public, played out, sadly enough. The... Yeah, that's no. I I hold my hand more for the country, especially uh, after. And by the way, with this whole Pelosi thing, because it was about this attack on Paul Pelosi or something. At least nobody. I heard that was never released. It was never released. Nobody ever released exactly what happened because the black ops FBI is protecting the entity that refers to itself as Pelosi. And if that thing stays in control of the House and something goes wrong with what they're predicting right now, man, I'll tell you what, if they don't set that Oh, I don't. I don't even want to say it, but I'm thinking it really loud. Uh, but you know, it's amazing how how badly the the Republican base of the United States, which is really, I hate to say it, but in, essentially, and, for, and if this offends anybody, well, sorry, but it's just what I think, and I feel it very strongly. But it appears to me that the people that have spiritual sensitivities and intellectual acuities are almost invariably Republicans. Um, and it's not the case. It's the opposite with the, with the Democratic persuasion. They're the opposite of that. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah, I was just looking for there. I watched today. Uh, let me see. Let me drop down past 24 hours. Let me see what comes up. Nah, it's impossible. Hold on a second. Past week, maybe. Um, uh, Okay, let's see if we this comes up. Hold on, this might be worth it. Oh, goody. Awesome. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Bum, bum, bum. Almond Joy's got nuts. All right, listen to this. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. I love her. 
Uh-oh. Got to flip the switch. Third, for anyone to take our election seriously when we we just it's election month, Alex. It's not election day. And that's the problem. The answer to 1984 tyranny is 1776. And our biggest sale of the year is now live. Black Friday comes early. Get up to 60% off. Got to have the commercial. I mean, the guy's only been sued for, like, what, now $2.75 trillion? <laughs> he has to do commercials. Yes, I know. But wow, they certainly are doing it all over the place. Carrie Lake's calling fraud. Uh, we have the cameras going out at key areas. It's all in the key battleground areas. MTG, great to have you with us. MTG. Thank you so much, Alex, and I'm Marjorie happy to be today. we got about two and a half minutes to break. We'll get in the meat and potatoes next segment, but your first response to what we're witnessing. In Arizona, I think we watched the election be uh, stolen, slowly stolen, day by day, counting these mail-in ballots. And it's absolutely absurd for anyone to take our election seriously when we, we just – it's election month, Alex. It's not election day. And that's the problem. And it, everything changed after COVID-19. They illegally changed state elections, uh, mailing ballots to anyone and everyone, and sometimes mailing multiple ballots to people. Well, this isn't any way to run an election. We aren't a serious country when we have elections that can be stolen like this. And I believe that just like I believe the election was stolen in 2020, and I have no problem saying that, and it, it is so absurd for the media and the Democrats to attack us that, that question our election integrity and question the, you know, the fact that elections um, shouldn't be run the way they are. We're not election deniers. We're election realists. And we want to see elections that are done in such a way where no one can question them, Democrats or Republicans. Many Democrats have questioned elections over the years. Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams. I mean, we can go down the list. Even the press secretary questioned uh, 2018 Stacey Abrams' election in Georgia. Carrie Lake is right to be calling it exactly what it is, election fraud. And, you know, the people of Arizona deserve better. The people of the United States deserve better in our elections. And so until everyone is willing to get on the same page and, and really work hard to protect our elections, then the same thing will continue to keep happening. So it makes me question about 2024 now. I agree. Let's cover the waterfront when we come back. But what you say is so central. I saw a compilation video this weekend of dozens of newscasts saying the exact same thing. It's normal. We've always waited weeks. This is the this is the new normal. It's not the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Margie Taylor Green is our guest. We're going to look at what's currently happening. 2024, Trump to uh January 6th, jam-packed segment, mail-in ballots. Straight ahead, stay with us. All right, praise God. So that's kind of a little introduction, but basically she goes on and uh, you know, uh for about four four or five minutes, uh talking about um all the things that excuse me, they intend to do once they get uh full control and you know, and what they have to do also to prevent uh the fraud activities from being but see it, you know what's really interesting to me though, Robert, is while we have seen in our face the fraud in our face these last couple of elections. That doesn't address the fact that the elect the presidential elections have been controlled by the Illuminati darkness for what, seventy five years? 
or longer. Yeah. So they've already been in control. Yes, sir. They have already been in control, total control of who got elected as president now forevermore. I mean, it's been going on forever. So what that means is um, we're just beginning to see what they have been doing for a very, 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 very long time. The question I have is – because Marjorie Taylor Greene, Alex Jones, the whole group, you name it, whoever, they're all operating under the assumption that the fraud that they saw in 2020 and 2022, just recently, they're operating under the assumption that it was all brought on by the pandemic and mail-in ballots. But that is not true. This country has been under the control of the satanic global crime syndicate Wow. You know, you almost want to think that it started out with Roosevelt and Wallace because Wallace was such an overt Satanist. But really, it's been it was before that even. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, to to, to make the. It goes at least as far back further than the early part of the 20th century. They also installed the uh, the central banks in the U.S. But it goes even further back. Um, you can probably take it goes back, if not even further than that, like the Civil War in that time. Well, um, Lincoln. That one faction of Lincoln. the Dude, think about this. Yeah. If you see, so if we say way back, right, let's say way, they've been controlling the presidential elections of the United States way back. So we say, how long is way back? Is it 1930? Is it 1920? What's way back mean? And then you look at what happened to Abraham Lincoln. That whole thing was a setup by the darkness. Yes. Right? So it's been going on for a really long time. And it is so, yeah, so insane. And America became now so the laughing stock. America still got the gall to say to other countries what they can and what they can do. Well, wait a minute. The whole world sees how elections are being manipulated and people are stolen of their votes. It's it's so insane. It, it, it really is. And I don't think it will be fixed. I don't see it fixed now and in the near future because the elite don't want it to be fixed. And let's be honest, uh, a high number of the GOPs are also part of the elite. Let's be honest. It's especially true, the older, but it, the, the older so let me generation ask, of them. True, 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 true. But here's one question for you. Is it possible that I mean the the uh, Trump the 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 2016 Donald Trump um election obviously threw off the reptilian control grid. Now, yes. why do we know that? We know that as a is a fact and the reason is because the reptilian the reptilian control grid 
was the, the whole election night when you'd sit up on – I don't know what other people do, but I will sit on my chair. Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine. Maybe I'll order uh, you know, out of pizza or whatever, but I'll, I will watch every little thing. I will watch you know, Wolf Blitzer doing his dialogue about – you know, this is a blue state. This state just turned red. This, you know, and I watched those things occurring in real time. And I'm here to tell you, every single news, and I flip around too, every single news outlet during the 2016 Donald Trump uh, election was telling the whole world that Hillary Clinton won. And they were saying it all night long. Uh, Nevada has just flipped blue for Hillary Clinton. New York has just flipped for Hillary Clinton. And it was just Hillary Clinton, you know, one thing right after another. And, you know, they were literally celebrating their win. So the next day when, when, they, when, when, when the, the sun rose and um, they were looking at what, what had actually happened, they were, it, they, were unbel- they were shocked, stupefied, blown away. They couldn't believe that Donald Trump had won. And that is a very – that is a beyond amazing thing because that means that their system – the system that they've obviously been using for probably well over a hundred years became overwhelmed. They failed to appropriately interpret the threat. And they did not fail to appropriately determine the threat and to address the threat in 2020 because they knew what they were dealing with. So they adjusted their methods, they adjusted their tactics, they adjusted how much and how hard they applied those tactics. They had a strategy. They went after key states. Every all the rest of the states, they were irrelevant because they knew exactly what states they had to control in order to make absolutely sure that Donald Trump did not win. They did the same thing in the same states during the midterms. So they've got, their methodology is defined. The way that they're doing, and you know what? I, I believe, based quite frankly on a lot of the things that you've said over the years, that they probably have a plan B and they probably have a plan C. So even if Marjorie Taylor Greene and whoever, Tulsi Gabbard, well, she's going to Fox, but I'm just saying if they're, even with, if all these people got together in a Republican, uh, you know, house or whatever, uh, it's, it's just not going to matter because I believe that they have a backup plan for a backup plan. And I still yeah. have yet to see the full power of the fraud that could be committed through the Dominion voting machines, which are still there. You know what I mean? We've seen them do every other so long those method. machines. Huh? So long those machines are still so long the machines are still operational in the elections in the US. Yeah. You can expect Absolutely. major fraud. Absolutely. And that yep. is just a fact. So yes, if you want to get rid of the frauds, big way, get rid of those machines. Period. And yep. so it's it's so insane. And of course, in this election, you had also that uh, Biden and his cronies, which of course to the youngsters about abortion. If you don't vote for us, then the the GOP will come after you. Or after your or after whatever, so that also brought a lot of young people 
who are uneducated in this well brain was. That also brought him, of course, to the to the ballot box in order to vote for the Democrats. So yeah, that also was in part to play. And also I've noticed with the GOP, they didn't have a real agenda uh, how to tackle certain things in society, economically and uh, and otherwise. And yeah, you you can criticize, let's say in this case, what the Dems are doing. But voters are not crazy. They are not stupid. If they see that, that you only criticize and you don't have or a plan as such yourself, why should the voters then vote for you? As I have seen with a, with a lot of the uh, GOP. They only criticize what was going on and how high the oil prices, the gas, the food prices were, and how bad Biden is because of his brain is uh, left the building. But they didn't have any solution whatsoever over the last uh, four or five months. And that was another thing I noticed with the, with the GOP. If they won... If they want to win elections, they also have to come with a plan what they are planning to do instead of only, oh, yeah, we're going to go after Fauci and we're going to go after that person. That is not what people want. People want to make sure that their gas prices are down, their oil prices, their food prices, that they got a house in. Those are the things that people are caring for. If you're going after Fauci out of revenge or any other person in the Senate or in the Congress, people need concrete plans what you in power are planning to do. And none of the none of the GOP, the majority of them, had any of the plans. And I think that is another reason beside the fraud side, uh, why I think they also lost, and at least in the numbers, what they did and what the media was telling, how bad the debt's going to lose and all that. But I hope for the future that the uh, GLP will learn from this. Personally, I doubt it, but we always can hope. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's interesting to see what's going on. But um, like I said in the beginning of the show, all the major indicators, all everything in the Olivet discourse, but everything is lined up. I mean, how much how much is it going to take for them to launch the next pandemic? And is it underway right now? I mean, I've got reports that are coming in from the West Coast where their hospitals are being overwhelmed. We've got it's a little disconnected, though, so it doesn't seem like it's one event, one medical event occurring. But um, there's just every reason to believe that we are on the very edge of another major control grid WEF type sponsored event, another Bill Gates control grid lock down the people i mean i don't know all i can all i can say is that they may be solidifying and ratifying the agreements through the united nations the world uh health organization etc because when they get those signed sealed and delivered and and this country and every other country is a part of that big agreement 
that to protect the health of the world, we all agree to do the following. That would be the time for them to release the next attack. You know what I mean? So we've got so many things to follow, so many things to watch occur. And, and, uh, and, and and the Americans in the United States are going to be dribbling over every word that, that Donald Trump says. You think that, that MAGA was a big deal? I mean, if you look at the numbers, it was a very, very, very big deal. And it ain't nothing compared to what's going to happen starting now. Now that Trump has officially announced his, you know, his candidacy for 2024, people in the United States, all the evangelical Christian organizations, CBN, you name it, pick one. It don't matter. Every dagnabbit one of them are going to be following Donald Trump and panting over his every word. More so, more so than know, seeking to be like me. Yes, it's only saying you would expect with those Christians, they should know better than their only one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ, and not Donald Trump or any other human for that matter. But it's so insane how blind they are. That also shows that they are, I would say, not real Christians, because a true Christian would know the difference between a so-called Savior, as they touting Trump, or the real Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's same with Elon Musk. How people are fawning over him. He's going to save us from uh, whatever what was going on and all that. But it's a load of BS. Because I have witnessed, uh, as well with myself, uh, Elon Musk and his mother uh, rituals. And I got the feeling that Elon Musk got some programming in him that is running, making believe that he that he is fighting against the elite. Because my protector, uh, presenter Alter Esme, she talked tonight with my coach about it because they were talking about things like like uh, Elon and the others, what's going on with Twitter and etc. And so. Cody was asking, I think, some question that Esme answered, and that was about about this. And I got a feeling that Elon is on a subconscious level running a program internally, MK Pro, MK Ultra programming, that made him believe that he is the savior of uh, of the of at least the right and all that, and that he is fighting against the elite while. Another part of him is attending the rituals, because anyone that attending satanic rituals, rituals by one or another altar person, because no one that go to those rituals, thereby only his original parts. If you go back, if you let's say, uh, let's say to a satanic ritual in original state, you will ending up getting home in with a multiple personality because what you will witness there that will make your mind split by your mind closing down and the closing down is dissociation a splitting of your uh, main person your core so people that go most 
99.7% of the people that go to rituals, including the higher up, alco with certain altars they have that are created for the ritual. So this is for the secrecy, to keep it secret, etc., etc. If you can follow me on this. Uh, but say now a lot of people on the right and Christians really believe that also Elon Musk is a kind of a savior. Anything but, if you ask me. And uh, I know he's so the promoter, of wonder, course, of the electric. So one of the things yeah. I wonder about Elon Musk is, you know, so everybody assumes that he's part of the See, he, 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 one, I've been watching him very closely, and I don't draw fast conclusions like most of my fellow brothers and sisters like to do. And I definitely will never draw a simple conclusion. In other words, well, if he did this, then he must be that. You know what I mean? Because it, it, there's always there's always 20 sides to any given story. So the assumption is that because he... Uh, was involved in the invention of, uh, what is it called, uh, tele, Telelink or whatever, the one that does the mind connection. Uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Neuralink, thank you. Thank you. So the um, the yeah, assumption that because he worked on the Neuralink solution that he's automatically involved in the creation of the Mark of the Beast, blah, 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 you know. I don't think that's correct. I think that's a wrongful assumption um, because I know way too many people that have been involved. For example, what would be the number one thing that you would use Neuralink for? Now, I'm not talking about, don't think, don't think like a conspiracy Illuminati person. Just think like a regular no. guy named Frank you can going use to it the for medical reason. You're, you, you can use it for medical. You can use it for video games you can use it for virtual yes. reality the reason why someone like Elon Musk would work on something like Neuralink is because it can make him quadrillions of dollars that's why it doesn't mean he's in bed with Klaus Schwab giggling about the next microchip they're going to inject into us it has nothing to do with that it has to do with the fact that this guy is a serial entrepreneur so that means and, and the same thing with the Starlink um, uh, internet system that for example a lot of people don't realize that the folks that are located that are living today in Kiev Ukraine okay they their internet is down so so in order for them to like send an email to their cousin Frank or Charlie or whatever in Queens, they've got to f walk around the streets in Kiev while the air raid sirens are going off, looking at their cell phones and waiting till their cell phones get a, uh, a Wi-Fi signal from Starlink. Starlink is the only way for many, many countries and many, many civilizations worldwide to get any Internet at all, ever. So, again, yes, 
All technology. Look, I, I remember. I'm sure you remember. Don't you remember the time? There was a time, probably about, I would guess, probably nine or ten years ago, when everybody was up in arms over the microwave. You can't microwave your food. It's going to alter the genetics, the the genetics of your food. The 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 molecules will alter. It will mess up your DNA. Everybody was talking about how evil uh, the, your basic uh, microwave is. You know. Then there was this whole thing that I remember. Yeah. Oh, cell phones are going to grow these tumors in your brain, and everybody's going to have a big bulging tumor popping out of the back of their ear, and all this stuff. And that went on for a long time. I mean, I was around when uh, the evangelical Christians were marching in the streets over the American Express card, telling everybody that it was the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast, and if you get an American Express card, you're going to hell. I was here for. That. I wonder how I many. I wonder how many of them now have uh, have one of those cards that were working against. Uh, yeah, those cards. Then I think I have a feeling that 99.9 percent of those same people are walking around with a Visa or American Express or any of the uh, cards in their wallet. So yeah, that. Uh, Remember, no, remember I, all the hubbub about the uh, about the um, uh, UPC UPC symbol. Remember that? Do you how it was? It yeah. lasted almost two two years. The whole everybody out there that considered themselves, you know. Awake and aware to the end times, you know, this isn't a conspiracy. This is what's really happening. This is the mark of the beast. And they would point right to the UPC symbol, uh, the little barcode on the side of virtually every product we buy in every store that we go into. That's the mark of the beast. And the, and the um, and what they used as their ultimate evidence was what was known in, in the uh, computer profession. It's known as a separ- separator symbol. Okay, so and you might be like, well, what's that? Well, um, for example, a carriage return line feed is a signal to the computer that you're starting a new line of information. Okay. similarly, in the UPC symbol, there's what's known as a separator symbol. And that separator symbol separates um, segments, chunks of the stream of numbers. So let's say that it's like a phone number. So let's say your phone number is, uh, you know, 717-566-2973 or something like that. That was one when I was a kid. All right. You would have 717. Then you'd have a separator symbol. In our, in, in our case, with a phone number, it's typically a hyphen. I don't know what you guys use over in Europe. Um, I, as a matter of fact, when I see European numbers, I don't see any separator symbol. I only see the occasional use of a space. No. But uh, here in the U- United States, our separator symbol for a phone number is typically a hyphen. Um, although use of a period or dot is becoming much, much more popular. Um, but uh, the UPC... Uh, code uh, has uh, multiple numbers and it has separator symbols and in that case the separator symbol is the number 666 a lot of people don't know that but it's a fact so UPC barcodes have always had since their inception 
a 666 used as a separator symbol. Well, when people figured that out, let me tell you something. Man, oh man, every Tom, Dick, and Harry know-it-all conspiracy theorist, the ex-Illuminati, something, this, that, and the other thing, came out of the closet, and oh my, oh my gosh, God. you couldn't find anything to listen to except the UPC symbols, the mark of the beast. And I'm like, okay, well, here we go again. <laughs> oh, but, my God, yes. What are you going to do, right? And what, what is I, it with I, those I, funky goats hanging out in the streets there in, in Wales? What's up with those funky goats? Those, they're kind of trippy. They're, what are those? What, they're, they're a special kind of goat that only hangs out. They're like an angora goat. They're like f- real furry or something, like white. And They're not in Wales, but they're in a town real close. Well, they're in Wales, but they're uh, in a town uh, once removed from where you're living. I don't know. I forget. I can look it up, but I think it starts with an L. You know what? 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 Southwest. Southwest Southwest Wales. Yeah. Yeah. You mean down on the the town? Do you remember? Um, Here, I'm going to find out. I want to find out. We're sending you on a mission, okay? Um, Goats running free in Wales. All right. Hold on a second. All right. Goats take over the empty streets of a side town. Okay, and here it is. All right, let's see what it says here on BBC about the goats. So it says a herd of goats has taken over to the desert, deserted town center, eating deserted because of the pandemic and the lockdown, eating hedges and flowers from gardens. Um, It says now what? what the, what's the matter with this article? Why doesn't it tell you the name of the town right away? Uh, they usually only come down from the Great Orm when it's windy and on the streets, on mostly on the top of Moston Street, but it's not saying the name of the town. I'm scanning as hard as I, it says. Said She said everyone in, okay, here's the name of the town, I think. Hard to pronounce. Landudno, Landudno, Landudno. She said everyone in Landudno was very proud of the animals and they had been proving free entertainment to people from their windows. But it's some kind of a funky special type of a goat. Oh, they're Kashmiri goats. That's all right. Yep, Kashmiri goats. So, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna make you. uh, you, uh, We're gonna give you a uh, tribulation now assignment to go capture a Kashmiri goat and bring it back to your house. And then, and then we'll put it on the air. We'll let it go like, whatever the sound they make, you know? Okay. You think you can do that for us for the next program? Okay. <laughs> I, have to take a look. I have to take a look where they live. Uh, but yeah. yeah. But it said, I live it's, on the other uh, side. So uh, the other side? But I have to look up. Yes. But yeah, there's yeah, a lot of countryside. So you know, that's the name like this. That is the name of the town. It's L L A N D U D N O, Landudno, Wales. These are some cool looking dudes, yeah. man. They make a great pet. You want to go get one? And then you can like teach I, I people. Could. They'll be like, yeah, that freaky. 
And you can go, well, I was I got this goat because of the uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And you look like one of these goats. So you better get yourself right with Jesus. <laughs> you know? Oh my God! My last uh, pet was in. Uh, 126-pound uh, Bernese mountain dog. That was my last dog. He died in November 2005. By nine years and eight months. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, a keys that burst open three times, and I had to call a fat because I felt literally his energy flowing out of him. But he is now in heaven with God, so I will see him Monday. Oh, yeah. Back in the future, and he died yeah, by nine a, years and eight months. What is quite, what is quite old for that, a Bernese Mountain. Almost, he had yeah, that's for, yeah, ten years, two colored ten years. eyes. He, yeah. he had a, a brown eye and a blue eye. Except he couldn't that's sing cool. like David Bowie, but. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because that's what you should have named him. Hey, David Bowie, come here. <laughs> that would he, have been when, great. I, when I got the dog, when I got the dog, he had already the name Putin because I got him by nine months because nobody wanted to take him because of the two colored eyes. So when I take a look uh, at the farmer in, in the middle of the countryside, it was Odin that chose me as his owner, and I had him over eight and a half years in total. So. Uh, so, and at the time, I also had the California Magdal cat, Bill, who came a week before I took Odin. <clears throat> Between the death of Odin, my third dog, I had Elroy that came in my life shortly, and before that I had Rex, a golden retrieve. And between the death of Rex and over a year and a half in between, and I had about eight visitors of cats that uh, went through my uh, bathroom window, and they made my bedroom uh, apparently uh, a cat B&B, so they told to other cats in the, in the neighborhood, if you need a place to rest, go through that window. And uh, in this case, the uh, ragdoll, num- who was cat number eight, stayed with me for eight and a half years. <clears throat> he, he moved, he stayed, uh, he came in a week before I had uh, Odin, so... Indoors, they tolerated each other, but of course, when it was outside or in the garden, then Odin thought, oh, it's time to get, uh, do what I need to do as a dog and go after the cat. But because of his heavy weight as a Bernese mountain, of course, he never could catch the, uh, the cat because they can jump into uh, trees and all that. But yes, I, I miss that. But in the future, I I hope to have a dog again. Uh, when the circumstances are there, and probably going to be a Bernese Mountain and maybe also a Gold Retrieve, so God knows. But I, I do miss do you, it. Do you have your Facebook uh, nearby? Say. Do you have your Facebook nearby? No. It, no, I apparently I saw a notice that I am uh, that we are blocked on Facebook temporarily. Oh, okay, because I sent you in your Facebook chat 
uh, window, I sent you a picture from the inside of Charlie Frost's um, uh, refrigerator from the movie 2012. It seems to have – it seems that he was either – he must have been a really big fan of pickles because that's what it looked like. There's like one, two, three, four, five, at least five, maybe more canning jars full of what appears to be pickles. Now, I wonder to myself, are they really pickles or were they something else? I don't know, because Charlie Frost was quite the uh, end times apocalyptic character, uh, but um, very much like I fancy myself to be like. Uh, but anyway, um, I was just curious if you did see them, if you knew what they were, because um, I'm just... Uh, well, I'm a fan of Charlie Frost, and by golly, I think there's a, a hidden motive behind just about everything that he did. Uh, and, uh, and and somebody else sent it to me. Uh, somebody, um, actually, it was Tatiana from uh, uh, Odessa, Ukraine, uh, who um, sent it. She said, um, she said to me, "I'm going to go watch uh, the movie 2012 because again, I haven't seen it for many years, and I suspect there's a lot of prophetic information in it." And I and I told her, I said, "Oh, I guarantee you there's a lot of prophetic." information at in it and anyway so all day long she's been sending me these photo these snapshots out of the movie going look at this look at this look at this um there's allusions to the oh my ukraine there, there's all kinds of hidden coded coded information in that movie that i never even thought to look for but she's spotting it like crazy and she sent me this picture of the wow. inside of his refrigerator with pickles in it or whatever they are and i'm kind of like thinking okay well maybe i'm not seeing it because I know when Jonathan Kleck used to sh send me stuff a lot of times, he'd be like, look at this picture. Do you see that? And I'd, I'd have to be honest with him. I'm like, Johnny, I, I don't I don't see what you're talking about. And, he, and then he would call me up and he would go, <laughs> he would give me like the slow version, you know, like, okay, look at this and just move your finger over to the – and I, I might be looking at these pickles or whatever, and, and you look at them and see something completely different. I'm, now I'm really curious what they are. Oh well, yeah. That's just how. You, oh, yeah. That's how you get when you get when once you cross the age of sixty, your brain starts to melt, and you're kind of like going, okay, well, if Jesus doesn't get here All by right. tomorrow, I think I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna freak out. Your brain is still your brain is still there, not like uh, Biden who is permanently out of the building. It's it's so <laughs> in, embarrassing for the U.S. Uh, this week, yeah, I think, yeah, they have this um, G7 meeting, and he had to read his own notes, and he couldn't even read his own notes. It's so embarrassing for the world, for the United States. It's yeah, it's insane. It's almost yeah, as no, if it, we are in a, in a comedy sketch, almost as it, if it, it may is. be Monty Python yeah. or something. Right, right. I fart in your general it's, direction. Remember that? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I remember that one thing where it's, I fault in your general direction. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. nuts. But um, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's so insane. And <clears throat> apparently Klaus Schwab has been at the at the uh, G7 meeting. Uh -huh. What the hell is he doing there? He, he that's what everybody's asking. a country. That's yeah, what many, many, many lawmakers, many lawmakers were saying. What in the world was Klaus Schwab doing at the G20 conference or whatever? There, I really, you know what he I think is happening? I think they're preparing the yet, world. Period. No, I understand that. But think about, but now let's ask ourselves, knowing what we know, why? 
sooner or later, you, in order to establish the control grid, you have to start letting the cat out of the bag. In other words, you can you can create the supercomputers, you can create the infrastructure, you can create whatever you need to create in order to institute the mark of the beast. But you have to acclimate the people. You have to make them feel like it's not such a horrible thing. That's why there was so much press around the microchip and the hand. That's why there still is a lot of press and articles and news reports about people in different countries getting microchips in their hands to open doors at work, to buy food out of vending machines, blah, 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 blah. That's why everybody has on their Fitbits, they have on their cellular phones what's called NFC. NFC is a, uh, an encoded wireless payment system that allows you to walk up to a, a Coke machine in the middle of nowhere and tap your phone against it and it charges it against your PayPal account. Okay, and you can can get Coca-Cola's, you can get all you can get food vended, you can do all kinds of things. You can buy stuff in stores, you can cash out your groceries. And um it's a, it's really a wonderful thing. Well, why would people why would they do that? Because they need everybody to feel comfortable with it. Once yeah. everyone feels comfortable with the feeling and the convenience of simply moving your hand over a device at the store counter and walking out with food that whole it be it gets ingrained into your brain this is normal this is normal this is great this is this is the way it ought to be i wish we had this kind of automation years ago you understand where i'm heading with this yes it, I know. It, yeah, and I, still, I think I mean, that's why Klaus Schwab is being introduced biggest, to the world. They're yeah, introducing Klaus. The they're introducing him as the an important man. Huh? The biggest defender for freedom is still physical money. Because the longer you got physical money, then you don't have tyranny. Tyranny can only come when, hey, the money system is gone, uh, if it is all uh, electronic. As they planning because that you can manipulate on the on the push on the button and suddenly someone's account is completely down and empty and you cannot do that with physical money because people can still go around that. We have seen that this uh, weekend with this cryptocurrency uh, company that now yeah. apparently has applied for yeah for bankruptcy. And, right. It was used. Yeah. It was used to fraudulent, multi millions of dollars of fraudulent uh, um, democratic campaign contributions. Yeah. Right. Yes, and Ukraine and all that. And right. So that again. So that again. They lost also over the two billion. Ponzi yeah. scheme. They lost over two billion dollars of people's money. There, there are people that have lost their life savings through the FTX scam. I, I know it's those people need to stand for trial, if you ask me. But I don't think that will ever It'll happen. be one more. It'll be one more big fat Republican House of Representatives event 
and and it's just going to be everybody's eyes are going to be right where they want them. They want all. They don't want people looking at WEF. They don't want yeah. people looking at Klaus Schwab. They don't want people looking at the Ukrainian situation. They don't want people questioning why the gas prices are so high in Europe. They don't want people looking and making a connection of all these things to the Holy Bible. They want yeah, us to look true. at the House of Representatives in the United States to see what's going to happen over the FTX scandal. That's where they want. This is a sleight of hand, folks. I, I honestly. I believe that with all of my heart. Do I think it's irrelevant? Yeah, I guess so. But really, in the grand scheme of Jesus coming, it isn't. It really isn't. What's really Have important also, are the things that are happening on a global level. Those yes. are the Have things also, that are Jesus. Yes. Have you noticed also in Europe now that a lot of European countries now pulling away from the Ukraine as in comparison in the early part of the war. And even countries as the Netherlands has completely... And then, uh, because we had sanctions from, from March, I think from March or April on Russia. And the Netherlands, as one of the countries, has been making at least a minimal of 91 exemptions for Russia if it comes to the, to, uh, if it comes to the uh, sanctions. And there are other countries that are now walking away from what NATO wants, what NATO tried to enforce on Europe, this war with Russia. So I am at least glad that more European countries now seem to wake up about the Ukraine and that they are stepping aside from what NATO and the U.S. wants against Russia. <clears throat> because it is such an insanity uh, with the elites. In the global elites, uh, how they try to destroy uh, Europe. Now, yeah, of course, from America point of view, um, America is still afraid hey, that they can lose their economic empire, what is waning for a long time now, and that they can lose with their petrodollar. So, yeah, people's, you hear in the paper, oh, yeah, it was Russia that was. Uh, sabotaging their own pipeline. No, it wasn't Russia. It was uh, forces in the United States that had uh, done the explosions in the pipelines. If you know which pipelines I mean. Right, of course. Um, and you know, it's the gas prom pipelines, and I forget what the actual name of them are, but yes. I, anyway, uh, there's a lot of it, but it's all part, part of the gas prom feed of the LNG over into Germany. Praise God. So anyway, on that note, my friend, it has been an awesome, a lot of fun, as always, talking to you about you know the current events that are happening around the world and just kind of getting a, a, a different take on things uh, as they progress in this Wow, this chaotic, crazy, I don't know. I mean, we're we're all on call. Something big is going to happen. We know something's going to break. Uh, it's definitely not going to stop being bad. It's going to be going, it's going to be getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse for sure now because now uh, the Republican Party has essentially been neutered. They've been neutered. Okay, now they're going to be able to do some things, uh, you know, in the control of the House. But at the end of the day, they're neutered. Okay, they can they can go after this. They can they can launch whole all kinds of impeachment things. But the, if the Senate is in control of the Dems, then guess what? It's not going to it's not going to amount to nothing. There isn't going to be a uh, a Biden um, 
they're not going to be able to pull it off. So, so anyway, all that being said, praise God. Thank you for joining us tonight. I have to wrap it up and get myself, my Fanny Perpendicular, into bed and be all excited and ready and full of energy for my very challenging work day tomorrow. And we got we got enough okay. noise coming in on your okay. system to be a hemicane coming across the Arctic Circle. So, uh, wait, it stopped. Hallelujah. So did you want to go ahead and close uh, with a prayer for us tonight, brother? Yes, okay, I will. And I wonder what awesome. if those alien visitors, when they look at us, what they think of, of this planet. Probably they think, let's get, get the hell out of here with those idiots down below. But that's the thing for another time. Yes, Lord Jesus Christ, I come before you uh, and I ask you to protect everyone that has been listening to you, to the show, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to continue to protect John and his assistant Nancy. And yes, yeah, I ask you to keep the eyes open, the ears of everyone that has been listening and in, will listening in the days to come. And also that you that you also put your seat in the uh, in the hearts of the leaders around the world, Lord Jesus Christ, that they hopefully turn away from what they are doing and that they hopefully turn into you, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you for this, so that this world is not getting more bizarre and that no moron will try to explode something so that it helps their agenda, Jesus Christ. This world is yours and you are in control of everything. And I uh, thank you also, Lord Christ, for what you have done so far. In my case, I am a ultra survivor, and but you still continue to do as you did today and all the other times with our coach, uh, Cody. And God bless her that we, work, that we are allowed to work with her. And I ask you to protect all the other survivors out there that coming out of the programming and that you also put your seat in their hearts, Lord Jesus Christ, as well. And I bless you for all the things you have done in the past, present, and for all the things you still plan for the future, Lord Jesus Christ, in your holy and sacred name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Robert, very, very much for joining us. God bless you all for joining us tonight. Tonight is Wednesday, November the 16th. The midterms have been a major fraudulent event, and now we are waiting for the next big, ugly event to hit. Uh, we know the WEF is in full control, uh, and, and we are standing by for what the next judgment is. It's going to smack this world into another tizzy and, and, uh, and really, ultimately, jettison us into a much more stronger control grid uh, than we are already in. Praise Jesus. So thank you, Father, for the opportunity to do this program. Thank you, Robert, for joining us tonight. Uh, we will see you at the Friday night prayer vigil. I don't I don't have any reason to believe that I'm going to have a problem technologically. So, um, so I think we'll be fine for the prayer vigil and everything will be good. Um, and we'll see you at 7 p.m. Uh, Lord willing, uh, uh, this Friday night. All right, God bless you all, and sleep in peace. As a matter of fact, I got I got just a scripture for you. If you're having trouble sleeping, this would be the one for me as well. Psalm four, verse eight: In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you, Lord, alone, make me dwell in safety, and I am confident and trust. God bless you all. See you Friday night. Thank you.